spoken mm-hmm. word. Do I feel like restricted? Like I want to come into myself, crawl inside of my own skin, like sick. Like, you know, when you get on the phone with someone or you meet someone and you just know there's an energy there, like, and it feels restrictive versus expansive. Like I know if I feel like I'm expanding, like I'm scared, but it feels like expansive. It feels new. It feels exciting. Yeah. Then I know that that is probably um, a route I need to take, like a place I need to keep going. But if Welcome to Human on the Daily, the podcast for anyone wanting to break free of any boxes or expectations and embrace their full authentic self. I am Dr. Megan Daly, and I have been there. I've overcome so much trauma, dealt with so many stressors like competing in high-level athletics, rigorous academics, getting my doctor in physical therapy, and I did what I should do, right? I climbed the corporate healthcare ladder. And when that didn't make me feel fulfilled, I branched out and opened up my own cash clinic and built it to six figures in the second year. Yet I still felt like something was off when I looked in the mirror and maybe you can relate. So I scaled back and really dove into the questions of who am I really and what is it that I am meant to do? So together in this podcast, we are going to dive into all the tips, tools, and experiences for you to answer those same questions for yourself so you can live your best, most joyful and fulfilled life. Because if you're not doing that, then what the fuck are you really doing? So let's fucking go. All right, y'all, welcome back to Human on the Daily. I am so stoked for today's guest, Miss Judy Holler, the one and only. Um, Judy, I was honestly trying to think, someone was like, how did you actually meet her? And I feel like we fed it, met at the foundress. Yeah. And I didn't actually like, I just walked in and was like, hi, I'm Megan, who are you? <laughs> like, Just started chatting. And turns out you're an absolute badass. So <laughs> goes um, both ways, babe. Goes both <laughs> ways. So I would love because I mean they heard the professional background background bio at the beginning of the show, but how do, I would love to hear how you introduce yourself. Like, give me, give us just like a a little intro into like who you are as a human, and then we'll dive into all the amazing things that you've done and and get chatting. I love this, and I. I used to get so in my head about this question Um, and like, who are you? You know, like, (laughs) yeah, who are you? And, you know, now at 47 years old, I can confidently answer that question. And I'm so proud of that. And I'll tell you who I am. I'm a hype woman. I'm a fire starter. I'm an energy shifter. And that's what I do. Like I, I, that is who I, like, that is who I am in my core. I, um, there's a lot of stories behind how I became to be that way and why I am that way. And I, I take that hype, that energy, that fire, and I put it on stages around the United States and shift Mm -hmm. frequencies in rooms as a keynote speaker and just really, uh, try to help people, um, reframe fear and get more comfortable in uncomfortable situations. But most importantly, um, man, just remind people of their power. And I use my energy yeah. to do that. So I'm a fire starter, baby. I'm an energy yes, sister. Shifter. I'm a hype <laughs> woman. That's who I am. And my last name is Holler. Holler. Yeah. So like I was born with that last name, right? So how God gave it to me, you know, God yeah. gave it to me and um, I'm using it uh, for good. And yeah. I, I feel really proud of that. I love it. I re- even when I like saw you sign on to the Zoom for this interview and I saw that your tag is just holla, I was like, holla. hell yes. You know, when I just that did is- that recently, girl, like I was <laughs> like, just Judy or Judy or, you know, Judith, whatever. And I'm like, no, yo, I'm jumping in. So I'm now jumping into like my client meetings, my sales mm-hmm. calls. Like I, it is holla, love baby. It. Like, like, why am I hiding? I, it is me. I it's am so in. you. It's so me. Like and so, anyone who yeah. watch is seeing the video of this because I'll probably pull a couple of video clips. But like, yeah. she's got a bomb like sequin jacket on. She's bright. Like it's so your personality. Like you're just such a ball of energy and like this oh, light that's just magnetic. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Yeah. And uh, it is who I am. It is what I do. And now I am uh, claiming it, owning it, and taking that, taking that 
ownership uh, into the next 10, 15 years of my life and my career as a speaker, writer, poet, um, artist, et cetera. So it's, it's been a lot of fun building oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> this new version of myself because aren't we always transforming Dr. Daly? I think we're always transforming, right? Like 100%. And if we're game. not, I mean, yeah. what, like that's part of life, right? Yeah. And I'll do actually like a total pitch for people to follow your Instagram, like at bare minimum, like go follow her Instagram and watch her slam poetry. Like I've loved watching like you to a show. I'm going to do a show where, okay, so I'm going to invite the foundress. So some of my peeps from foundress, I'll let you guys know the next time I like professionally slam, I've only made it to the second round. And I'm going to, my goal is to like literally win one of these slams. I will at some point, but anyway, I'll get you to a slam. I'm doing them locally, but thank you for that. It's been such a fun, it's this thing that I've been wanting to do and like secretly doing now I'm starting to put it on Instagram and just fucking around. You know what I mean? It's been fun. Okay. I actually am going to jump into that. Like screw the the list of questions that I had for us. Um, what, what do you think was the catalyst then? Cause if you've wanted to do it for a long time, what was the like, all right, no, we're going for it moment. <laughs> Man, getting the right people in the right room with me mm-hmm. that saw it, supported it and woke her up. Like I yeah. hadn't even told any, but like I hadn't really told anybody about it. I was like hiding it. Right. And I mm-hmm. had like, I walked into January of this year with like a different team and my team transitioned, people left, come and go. And that just opened me up to like really explore like what's next. And I decided to hire um, two women and a creative and you know, Lisa and Sage. House of Yes, Lisa and Sage, yeah. House of ne- Nectar. I, I hired two women, House of Nectar, Lisa and Sage, to come in and they had no experience in this business. They don't know anything about keynote speaking. So they came with no bad habits, like literally no. There That's was sometimes no- the best, like the fresh set of eyes that can happened? just transform because they don't have any expectations on what it's supposed to be. Yo, for real. So we were literally in April. I'm going to tell this story. We tell this story on the podcast. They're coming on my show next week. And literally, this is how it happened. So, you know, they're doing all this investigative work, you know, really getting to know me as a human, right? To be able to pull out, like, what's the unique thing? Like, if you think about anything you're doing, whoever's listening right now, we have to be able to cut through the noise. And the only way that's the only thing that's going to make you original is you. Like, you're the original, like your Mm -hmm. stuff, your story, your swagger, your vibe, everything, right? Like, You've got a look, you've got a swagger, you've got a story, right? Like that's your your sauce, right? And so they're trying to figure out what my sauce was. And so I will never forget it. I was at Fashion Square running to pick up a gift for my my sister and they leave me this like voice text. And it was like, okay, holler. Because they had heard about like that I loved, you know, they knew I loved rap music and that I sort of write poetry and freestyle some things and do all this stuff. And they're like, all right, do not, like, we're just going to put this out here. Don't shoot us down. But <laughs> could you, we're going to need you to write a little speaker because I have a course called Speaker School and we were in promotion for it. And they were like, we're going to need you to write like a speaker school rap. So just, we're going to leave yes. it there. We want you to write a freaking rap. And I was like, what? And I was like, I pulled over my car and I like, I had just gotten egg white bites from Starbucks. And mm-hmm. on the back, I still have the wrapper on this. And I love that it's on the back of a wrapper. I was writing yes. a wrap on the back of the wrapper. Anyway, so <laughs> I have the Starbucks. I just start jamming and I'm taking like Belle Bivs DeVos, like do me. I don't mm-hmm. know if anyone knows that jam, but like the time was six o'clock on the swatch watch. No yeah. time to chill. Got a date. I was like, the time is 10 o'clock on the conference clock. No time to wait. Got a stage. Can't be late. Hey, about to drop the mic. Move into the green room. Ooh, let's do this. You know, brush my hair, say a prayer, step on stage. Oh, something. I'm really going to do this. Something like that. So I just spit like that to them. I'm like, yeah. so here's what I came up with. They're like, Judy. You just did that in 10 seconds. That is so fun and so cool. Let's tap into that. So I think that playful, silly, little, funny, Belle Biv DeVoe remix woke up like it was two people outside of my friend group that have been watching me do this forever that saw something. And they're like, well, why are why? Why are we doing more of this? Where is that? And let's go play with that. And it was just this permission to play really. That that popped it all off and just made me go, let's, this is it. And if you'd ever seen my keynotes before, I had been kind of doing free verse and spoken word, you know, and without even realizing I was like formally memorizing monologues and and doing it. And um, 
So it, it it's just so aligned and it's been a little dream of mine. And I just yeah. never thought it was possible or that I was worthy or that I was ready. And I had no formal training and I'm 40s at the time. I was dreaming about this at like 43, 42. And I'm like, I'm too old. I've missed my chance. You know, all the shit we do. And so that's how it began. A permission to play people from the outside coming into my business, reminding me of my power. And then me being brave enough to say, okay, I'm willing to look stupid. I'm yeah. willing to not be perfect. I'm willing to put it on Instagram and just go play like <laughs> like letting go of control yes. and just being willing to surrender to the stupidity and the magic of all of it. Right. Yeah. I love that so much. Like, I feel like there are so many little nuggets that almost pretty much everybody can resonate with. Right. Like you even touched on the fact everyone has those thoughts go through their heads. Like we all feel like, Oh, I'm not worthy or, Oh, it's going to be ridiculous. Or, oh, who's going to like it? Like we're all human. Like mm. anyone, even the people that you look up to, human on they the day, the same way. Yeah. And I like back at the beginning of when I asked you this, you pointed out pretty quickly that you needed like two major things. One, you needed to create the white space. Like you needed yeah. people to leave so other new people could come in. Oh, and time. that could apply. Like sometimes it's people, sometimes it's place, but like something needs to give and like yeah. a door closes so that another one can open kind of concept. So good. And that the people that are coming in, were those people that would see you and support you. I know I've had conversations with other people and I feel like we've talked about it at one of like the get togethers that we've run into each other at of if you have people around you who are like, try to be too reasonable or try to be practical, it can kind of shut you down a little bit when you have mm. this big, bold idea. And so to yes. have the right people that are going to hype you up, like have their own power, girl. <laughs> yes, they like hype it. Like they see yeah. it. Like, and that takes a level of trust. Ooh, like, yes, keep and in mind. go bigger. Yes, and go bigger. Like they were like, yes, I see it. That's such an improv thing. Like heighten and explore. That's the yes mm -hmm. and. Like, yes, I'll take what you just said to me, and I'm gonna add some craziness to it. Like, let's go play down yeah. that hole. You know, so and then there's also a level of trust. So keep in mind, we've been working together like I've been working with Lisa since last October. And the whole reason mm -hmm. I got hooked up with Lisa is because I thought I was going to start start a sequin jacket line. Like I was so lost. I didn't know what was going on. I was like feeling this transformation and this change. Like I knew I was ready for something more. And I was like, maybe it's a sequin jacket line. And we're still making a sequin jacket. But I was about to say, I was like, I really want this to still happen. I'm because still I'm making a sequin jacket. I actually heard about that, like through the grapevine before it pivoted. And I was like, wait, I want one. <laughs> it's coming. It's just, it's, it's, it's probably going to be more something I'm making for myself right now, but we've got other yeah. ideas that are going to support the keynote business, which is, yeah. you know, my passion and my purpose in the world. And it's also like the fashion game. We know a lot of fashion girls and it is a whole nother ball game to be getting into. Mm -hmm. But again, is this a distraction? Is this me distracting myself from, you know, what am I afraid of here? Because yeah. at the end of the day, I was put on this planet. I'm a speak. I'm a keynote speaker. That is all I've ever wanted to do my whole life. And, you know, getting distracted from that purpose, you know, your fortune lives in your ability to focus. Mm -hmm. We're fo focused. You get really fortunate in a lot of areas because you're, you're putting your energy like Energy yeah, it's, it's like one big channel. Yeah. I that was probably one of the hardest things for me to learn. I've definitely talked about it on this podcast before. It's like with my ADHD and Enneagram seven, like I, every little bit about my personality allowed me to use the excuse kind of an excuse yeah, for sure. to spread my focus and try to do too many things at once. Yes. So like really honing in and staying focused. I love that. It's and, so true. And fear hates that. And like yeah. it hates when you're focused, because when you're focused, you become really hard to stop because mm -hmm. when you change fears like, oh, if she gets focused and she's like goes all in on her artistry and her poetry and her platforms and her yeah. stages, like if I can keep her distracted, doesn't mean all this other stuff doesn't matter. But if I can keep her distracted, she won't change because I know yeah. it's like you like, have this backup excuse of like, yes. oh, this came up or oh, I got distracted. And the older I have gotten and the more I've like dove into personal development, like who I am and how I function, I've totally realized that that fear like all these distractions that seem like oh maybe it's just this thing that i'm excited about is actually fear trying to masquerade damn right yeah damn right damn right and so to like button up your question all of that and i had met lisa in october for that reason so by the time sage came in you know, and we like officially, I decided I'm going to hire, I'm going to make this investment in these creatives because yeah. I had believed in the work Lisa was doing. I had a few months with her and then Sage came on board in January. This wasn't like by the time they were asking me to like wrap on my Instagram or like explore this, um, this was like, like late April, there early was May, there was, there. we were building yeah. such deep trust and it continues to be now here we are in September. Like, you know, so I think there is a, you have to really trust and respect who you're working 100%. with because it's very vulnerable. You know, it's very yeah. vulnerable. Yeah.
No, I love that. And speaking to that, like fear, being able to masquerade as a distraction, something that I've heard you bring up on like Instagram and on your podcast, shameless plug for your podcast as well, which is yes. And, um, how now. did you for learn now. <laughs> for now? <laughs> yeah. How did you learn to, yeah. Permission to pivot at all times. Always baby. You never Always. have to stick with one thing. Yeah. Um, how did you learn to discern like your gut instincts versus fear? Ooh. Um, cause fear does manifest in the gut, right? Like mm-hmm. I, you know, and it will, it can manifest anywhere. It can, every chakra is going to feel fear. Like if we want to go to, I don't know much about the chakras, but I'll get <laughs> headaches. I will feel like I can't breathe like throat, head, mm-hmm. um, tummy, right? Like your legs, everything feels heavy, right? I think yep. fear can manifest anywhere. Right. So for me, it's more a conversation of like, okay, like, I feel like the question, and let me make sure I understand, it's more like, how do you discern when to move versus like, what's keeping me yeah, safe and like, what's when holding is it me back? fear that's like trying to distract you or a fear or that's this trying like, to show you a different way versus no, this is what you're supposed to This is to be. where you need to be going. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it is always a conversation of, do I feel like when I think about doing something, spoken word, say I'm going into my first slam spoken mm-hmm. word. Do I feel like restricted? Like I want to come into myself, crawl inside of my own skin, like sick. Like, you know, when you get on the phone with someone or you meet someone and you just know there's an energy there, like, and it feels restrictive versus expansive. Like I know if I feel like I'm expanding, like I'm scared, but it feels like expansive. It feels new. It feels exciting. Yeah. Then I know that that is probably, um, a route I need to take, like a place I need to keep going. But if I feel like restricted and sick, I mean, this can even be in doing work you love. There are clients I've signed on with or um, certain, you know, speaking cohorts I've had to partner with. And I knew even though I was doing work I loved, I knew it wasn't for me. And my fear was sort of manifesting because it felt Mm -hmm. restrictive. So I always am kind of listening. Do I feel expansive? Do I feel restricted? Um, Because your gut always knows what's up. And I'm like, you know, if I'm if I'm not sleeping, if I'm getting headaches, if those are all like I'm water, like I'm a water symbol. I was born in that energy. Um, So if I don't feel like like if I don't feel, um, you know, I don't know. I, and, and I also like, this is a little like Bozzy Chinese astrology, but it's like, I was also born in the dragon. So not the year of the dragon. I'm not talking about like, like I'm talking about like Chinese, like Bozzy, like the, the, the okay, chart yeah. of like reading your destiny. Right. And it's a whole nother thing. Google it. It's B A Z I it's super dope, but I have some dragon in me and people who were born with the dragon are born with a gut instinct, which a lot of people work so hard to figure out like this question, like, how do I trust my gut? How do I know? Like mm-hmm. I was born with that instinct, which is really cool. And the reason I'm sharing that with you is I know another way I know that if something isn't right, is it, it doesn't like my tummy's upset and it's not because mm. I've had too much dairy or I'm not eating right. It's typically because I'm not having a conversation I need to be having, or I'm saying yes to things I shouldn't be saying yes to. And that's why I bring it up. And Bozzy for me has been so incredible because like, it's the spiritual sort of competitive edge I have. And it's really like the auspicious timing of dates, right. And like how you can kind of plan and make decisions when to push, when to pull. But one of the things my Bozzy healer told me, she's like, you were born in the dragon. This means you were born with the gut. So Judy, if you are feeling sick to your tummy, like it's probably not the dairy babe you probably aren't having the right conversation you're probably working with the wrong people and like i think of my team i had a team member leave in january and i was so irritable and so sick and so like for the year leading up i i think i'd gotten to a place of outgrowing that relationship and outgrowing each other and i wasn't saying what i needed to say and clear as kind and so i was gaining weight and having gut issues and just my skin was like so your body, it don't your body tell will one hundred percent. Have you? There's a book called The Body Keeps a Score as well, which <sighs> is like Never right did. in line with this. But I love that you brought this in because it's so true. Like our body will tell us. Now it's not going to be as clear cut of like this is the exact thing in your life that's correct. Uh, no, you gotta do like, the work. You have to kind of figure it out. But if you can learn to listen to your body and figure, like, recognize when that's coming on, and then step back and be like, okay. Cause at that point you do have a gut instinct. Like you will know what area of your life no. is trying to tell you if you are ready to listen to it. And I think that's the other kicker is that if you are ready to listen to it, cause we're, we can be really good at ignoring things and it's our body will let us know and let us know and let us know. Like it might start as like a small tummy ache and then it's going to like hit you with a two by four if you don't pay attention. Yeah. 
we ignore those signs, you know? And so, I mean, it's such a beautiful question and it looks a little different for everybody, I would assume, but I just think you have to listen to your body. And I think the older I get, the more I realize, like the more I, and I get this, like, I know you're going to get this, um, is what I meant to say, because you're a fitness babe, like you invest in your health, like you are really into listening to your body and, um, all of that. And I have learned certainly as an entrepreneur, the older I get and just in business, like there are rhythms to it. And I think the more I can incorporate like the way I actually feel into Mm -hmm. the the decisions I make, the partnerships I bring on, the people I hang with, like what I'm reading, like, cause we are 70% water. And like, think about that. Like as a human being, we are 70% water and water moves. It was meant to move and it has a vibration. There's this insanely dope study. You got to Google this. It's called the Water consciousness study done by a Japanese doctor by the name of Dr. Emoto. Okay. So he did like this research with this team. He's now passed away, but for 20 years, he became like one of the most famous water researchers of our time. And he went in with the team. They took a bunch of water from the same body of water. Okay. So one lake and they divided the water. This, you guys, this is going to blow your mind. And especially when you Google these images, you cannot unsee this stuff. So they divide the water into two sections. Group A, group B, B. So group A, they put it in all these Petri dishes and they prayed over some of the water. They played Mozart and classical music to some of the water. They would tell the water, you're beautiful. The world is abundant. You're thriving. You're amazing. We love you. You're safe. Mozart, Mozart, music, music, prayer, prayer. Put it into a freezer, froze it. Then group B, same thing, same body of water, same day, divided it into Petri dishes. And over this water, it was like death metal. It was... I hate you. I'm going to kill you. I'm coming for you. You're ugly. Some of the water was ignored altogether. Like wasn't even said shit to. Okay. Put that in the freezer, freeze it. They come back two days later. And when they pull all the Petri dishes out, you could, this is why you got to Google it. You can't unsee it because the water group a that was prayed over blessed abundant thoughts literally formed the most spectacular, like, ice crystals. They look like diamonds. It's stunning. The water that was ignored, hated on and played not so positive music, whatever thoughts, sounds, vibrations. It was black. It looked like Mars. It looked like cancerous cells. It was like dark, muddy, same water, same lake. So again, the point is what you say to yourself matters. What you listen to matters. What you read matters. Who you hang with matters, right? Like having mm-hmm. the holla hype people in your world, <laughs> like it matters. So if yeah. you're not getting it, like this is why, like, and you are water. So you're 70% water. And like yeah. this matters. And so again, coming back to the gut and trusting it, like you got to listen to her because you've got to listen to yourself because you you are very deeply affected by what you bring in. And this is why what you bring in matters. And it's why what you say to someone at the checkout line, like it's going to impact their entire, and then it impact impacts what happens when they go home. Like Mm -hmm. it matters. It really matters. 70% water. Oh, I love that so much. Cause I've, I've heard other studies, like there's some really cool research. I'm not very good at like remembering who does research. So I won't even like attempt to say, who the I get you. actual team was. Uh, <laughs> but I do know that there's really cool studies on like people. We tend to pick up the habits pretty quickly of like the five people we're around. Like if we change yes. the five people that were around the most, our habits will start to mimic theirs. Yeah. So like it speaks to being very conscious of who you choose to be around, like the energy that you choose to be around. But I yeah. love that's the first time that I've heard such a good research on words mattering. Like we've heard them before, right? Like I feel like a lot of people at this point have heard the like plants that are have words of affirmation yes. tend to thrive more, but that, that one's it's wild. You got to Google the photos, like the images oh, of the survey sure. because, or the research rather, because it just, I, I, I couldn't unsee it. And I, it would just, it shaped so much for me. And I'm like, wow, that's, 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 that shook me. Like I've always known like positive information. Yeah, we know it, but that's a very visual. You can't unsee it. Yeah. Cause something that I think is very true. People almost, this isn't like, it's not a black and white, but we really don't need a lot more education. Like me just like spouting a research study to an extent that doesn't necessarily like grab someone but we do need inspiration. And I feel like something like a visual like that is that stays with you. Like you said, like you can't unsee it. Yeah. Speaking of can't unsee in the, in a very positive way, 
I love your sequin jackets. We already kind of talked about it. And I heard on one of your recent podcasts that you actually wear sequins every time you get on like a sales call or a speaking gig, even if no one can see you, Yeah, which I love. So I want to speak to like the energy that that brings and how it changes how you show up. Yeah. I love that you pulled that out. That's like a cool extraction. Like, yeah. Like I think sequence is strategy because you can't play small in sequin, right? Mm, like, yeah. and people, whether it like it's visual. So when you're out, like you can't, you can't hide in sequin and, and that's mm-hmm. the whole point, right? It's, it takes guts, but it also, you know, makes, makes a statement or says something before you have to say anything. And for me, it's always been my thing. So I was like, it raises my vibration. It walks cool conversations up to my Like, I don't have to, like, if you're nervous about networking, I'm a little introverted, y'all. I'm more introverted Mm -hmm. than people would think. Networking's nerve-wracking, right? So, like, I'm like, okay, great. This is going to do the work. Like, this is going to do work for me. It's going to open up a conversation, something other than the freaking weather. Like, this is going (laughs) to open up a conversation about fashion and fun and energy. And, like, and that's who I am anyway. So, it started as a strategy in that way. I've always loved sequin. I started wearing it to networking events, like, in my corporate career. And certainly now, as a speaker, I wear it on stage. I wear it like I'm wearing it on this podcast interview because I just know it's going to raise my frequency, but even when people are watching me. So I'm making sales calls in sequin because there is an energetic, you know, kind of coming back to the woo-woo of it. Like for me, it's fun. It's playful. It raises my vibration. It just reminds me like I'm in charge here. I don't want to play small and they may not see me. They may not, they may not see any of this, but I see it. I feel it. And it just, I get up, I get ready. Like when I know I'm in like a pitching day or a sales call day or a like, making moves for myself day. Like I get up and get moving and I put the lipstick on, I put on the sequin jacket and I just kind of get in the frequency of like where I want to go and who I want to be. And it just helps me. It just, it's this little Jedi, Jedi church, Judy trick I've been using for years. And I I love that so much. And what's funny, one, I feel like every single keynote speaker I've met is far more introverted than people would assume. Like all of them seem to be more introverted. And I, I accidentally did the same thing because I have the Betsy Johnson sequin boots. Oh, dope. And I wore those to an event like a couple years ago and realized it was like an automatic conversation starter. Like I've never met so many new people in one setting. And I was like, I'm doing this every time. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's like pick your thing. Like maybe it's funky glasses, dope sneaks. Maybe you w- mm-hmm. dress monochrome orange. Maybe you're only in hot pink. Maybe you rock, like whatever your thing is. Like I think there is, it's an understated conversation. I think it's a really dope networking hack, especially if you're introverted mm-hmm. and nervous. Who isn't in rooms like that? Like, and, and also it's this ability for you, like, you know, we're all artists, like really, truly for saying yeah. or selling anything, we have to find a way to cut through noise. And yes. I think you can find a un- unique way to do that and um, walk really cool conversations right up to you with little effort that are aligned to like who you are as a human being because you're choosing to wear it. So this is like saying something before I have to say anything. And I don't know. And it's better than like the weather. You know what I mean? Like I hate yeah. small talk. Like so, small talk is not. Yeah. It's, it's just, yeah. It's not yeah. super engaging. Like I, I appreciate the ease of it at times yeah. for people. And yeah, it's I like, would rather go deep and go deep pretty quickly, actually. Or, or at least like, like, if like I'm have something small cool. talk, I'm talk about like, fashion. Yeah, like have something or cool in your back pocket. Or, yeah. yeah, like I always know like the conversation if I'm wearing a sequin jacket, like the, the conversation will start about sequin. And then I always like my go to networking question is, so what are you working on that's exciting right now? Like, what are you most oh, excited about? I love about? that. Is that a trying good to one? Out something other than what you do. Because I really yeah, hate that's weird. We do it as a society, right? It's like societal conditioning. Say, oh, what do you do? And then we wonder why our identity is so tied up in our career yes. or our titles and our accolades. Yes, that's exactly right. So like own it. So I don't even put people in that box because I'm so much more than what I do. So what you'll watch is like when someone tells you about something exciting coming up, you'll watch them light up. You'll find out like what, you know, they could have a million projects going on. They could be talking about being a mom. They could talk mm-hmm. about like something, uh, you know, a project at work. They could talk about something that just happened with their bestie in Cancun because they yeah. just got back like, or their book, she just booked her next vacation. Like, I don't know. You'll hear the most interesting things. And and that's kind of one of my go-tos and it sort of kicks off a, a conversation. So steal that idea for sure. That's like, but my favorite. Well, I'm actually going to steal it right now and ask you what you're most excited about coming up. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. So I would say, I mean, my gosh, we're going right back into speaker school launch, which is so exciting. So speaker school um, is my online course for um, people who want to be keynote speakers or people who want to speak more on stage yeah. and and understand the business. Use the voice keynote. more, understand how to better. Yeah, the yeah. business of it, because you got to protect yourself. What happened? You, how do you look like a pro? How do you contract? How do you make things mutually beneficial? All the little how things grow- that you probably have no idea about until you no. get in it. Right? It's like how entrepreneurship. You- like no one gives you a, like, you don't know what you're doing until you get, actually, let's be real. No one really knows what they're doing to a certain extent. Yeah. And like, at least there's certain, like you said, like contracts, like I have, I wouldn't have even thought of that. It makes obvious sense when you say it, but being yeah. like having the knowledge ahead of time and being more protected, but that was, I had a feeling it might be speaker school and I yeah. really wanted you to like shamelessly plug it on here. And I was like, how do I get her to talk about it? All right. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, we're, we're in that mode right now and it's just, you know, listen, I've been a professional and I'm an active keynote speaker, right? So the course is, is sort of yours for life. You pay once you come in and it's on demand self-paced, but the gold is really in the, the community and those live calls. Mm-hmm. Like we spin leads to each other. We open doors for each other. We're connecting. Um, there are people we got Soul Cycle instructors. We've got someone with the Boston Red Sox. We've got a Harley. Like we've got DJs. We've got stylists. Like th- awesome. it is so dope. Like the people that are in it, and we're, you know, it's just it's only just beginning, and I'm so excited about it. So yeah, I mean, if you're listening right now, and like that sounds dope. There's so much poser nation out there, and you know, one mm-hmm. of the other things, and a lot of my keynote speaker friends, like they're like, I don't want to do a course. I'm like, I'm doing this because like I remember when I started looking around, going like, how did she go from literally corporate America to speaking in arenas? Like, like people yeah. are always like one thing led to another. I'm like, yo, what's the one thing? What's, like, what's talked, the one thing? Like, like what's yeah. the one thing that led to another? So like, I'm just sharing my journey of the real deal, non-poser nation view of like what it looks like to get in the game. And as I update the course, um, you will get those updates. And that's my favorite thing about it. That. So you're in and you're you like, you know, for example, like say I book my first, um, I mean, think my largest audience in person has been like 7,000, but like you get your first 30,000 person arena, dude, you're going to learn a lot in that experience. So boom, we're going to drop in a mm. module and say, guys, this is what you do. If you ever get booked to read, here's what you want to know. And here's how it can help you. So, you know, as yeah. I grow and evolve and make pivots and change as I age and things change for me, you know, how can I help people do the same? So thanks for asking them. Oh, That's what I'm the that. most excited about. Yeah. We're super yeah. And I love that not only, so, I mean, I know you and I know the concept of like, if you know, if you want to do X, like if you want to make the jump from corporate to keynote speaker, one of the major, major keys or major things that will help catapult you there is to find someone who has done the thing that you want to do. Like that is a game changer. And it sounds like not only do you get that, but I'm going to like double down on something you said about the community calls and circling back to what you talked about with bringing on house of nectar and how they hadn't worked in that field. And so it was like fresh eyes. Well, you get that many different people from so many different fields and backgrounds. It is fresh eyes on everything that you were accomplishing and trying to do with your speaking. It was very similar to like when I started, I originally started entrepreneurship as owning a physical therapy clinic. Obviously that is drastically pivoted at this point. But even then when I started, I got so much, I honestly got better advice from non-healthcare professionals that were looking in on the business versus the people that were doing the exact same thing that I was trying to do. Exactly. Like I had a call right before this with one of my speaker schoolers um, because I with a few were because this group was a little easier to manage. um, We we did some one on one calls. And so I was just on with one of the gals who is with um, a major league ball company. Right. And she's I'm like, she's like, how do I craft the speech. How do I do this? And I've got all these ideas. And I'm like, just giving her ideas. I'm like, you know, think about like your background. Like you're not trying to go be a professional speaker, but you're getting tapped because she's a big executive in Boston. Like you're getting tapped to speak and do your own speeches. And she's trying to figure out how to position and package it. I'm like, have some fun with this. Like you work for an iconic baseball franchise. Like what about the bases? What about what is it? What is first base, second base, third base? What does it look like to come home to yourself? How have you come home to yourself? Really, Isn't that fun? So like, this is what I'm saying. We get to get on these calls and like in this community, like jam. And she's like, I never would have thought like here it is right under your nose. And House of Nectar did that for me. Like my last mm. name has been Holler my whole life. They're like, why are we not? Why is the Holler not anywhere <laughs> in like, you know? So yeah, sometimes well, you're too close someone. to the source. So Correct. it takes someone who's external to come and like yes. give you like more of a bird's eye view and then hone in on the yes. thing. 
And now she's building this dope talk about alignment and weaving her stories into each base along the way. And actually, you're the iconic franchise. Like, you oh, are. Awesome. Like, you know what I mean? And and change and all the things. It's so cool. And so that's what's fun about being in a writer's room. Right? Yeah. Saturday Night Live, they, they have writer's rooms. And most comedy shows have writer's rooms on purpose. You need to get outside perspective. You need eyes on your work. And it's fun to be able to do that. I mean, founders, we've got that community. So, again, mm-hmm. water. Get yourself in the right rooms because it's going to impact the work you make. And these are the conversations we're having inside of speaker school, right? It's so much more than the speech. It's thought leadership, but it's also confidence. It's mental health. It's community. It's all that good stuff. So it's dope. It's so dope. So that's what I'm excited about. I love that so much. And I will make sure that all of that info is in the show notes. Yeah, we'll link link that. And so circling back to, because fear is your homeboy, right? Like, yes, my ride or die. She has a book. Um, so I know fear is an absent, right? Like it's almost more like we need to come alongside fear. What's your favorite tool or tip to like hype yourself up to take action in spite of fear? Mm. Well, number one, it is the reframe that if I am afraid, I am doing it right. Yeah. Like if if I feel like an imposter, cool. I'm yeah. on the right path. If you don't, in fact, you're not, you're not doing enough. enough. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like if you don't have a little self-doubt, you, it's not, it's not, it's, it's yeah. not it. It's Try too again. safe. Right. <laughs> if you're so, if you're, if you're feeling perfectionism, welcome. Congratulations. You've arrived. Like if yeah. you've, if you are, if you are uh, do, dealing with perfectionism, great. Welcome to the party. You, you are, mm-hmm. you, fear is here. That means you are leveling up. You are making a change. So now when I get afraid, okay. And I'm talking about, let's be clear. I'm not talking about like actual danger. Someone is chasing yeah. you. Your life is being threatened. Like this we a need different to, story. This is why we need our fear. What is my fear here? Because it can. It is. It is a. Yeah. It is an incredible but thing that will keep you like safe. The, have you seen the memes that are like, "Hey, yo, like, I, I'm not being chased by a tiger. Like, why is my email on a right. Friday afternoon <laughs> spiking my anxiety?" <laughs> Exactly. Like I am not going to die. Like my life is not threatened right here. So I'm talking about the fears that are the monsters in our mind that hold us back from really tapping into our true potential, our true purpose. And let's let's not forget that that purpose is really my friend Jade Simmons, one of my favorite keynote speakers on the planet, has this beautiful definition of purpose because I think people are like, what's my purpose? What's my passion? I don't know. And it feels so overwhelming. And we're like, what? Yeah. I and people want this like crystal clear clarity yes. before they take action. I mean, I can say that because I was that person for a long time until yeah. I was like, no, I just need to fuck around and find out and like do yes. the next thing that I feel called to fuck around and find out. So yeah. Jade Simmons, like your purpose is not what you do. Shout out Jade Simmons. Your purpose is not what you do. It is what happens to other people mm-hmm. when you do what you do. So this could mean you're meant to be a mom and that is your calling on this earth. So when you mom as hard as you can mom and you become the best mom on the planet, you are going to impact those kids. It's going to be, that is your purpose. So mm-hmm. it's going to change the life because you're going to be the best mom. Maybe you're meant to be a, a ball coach. Maybe you're meant to be a chiropractor. Maybe you are meant to be a speaker. Maybe you are meant to be an author. When you show up and do that in the fullest version of yourself, because you know, it's your purpose. It is going to impact the people that are a beneficiary of you doing what you do at the highest levels possible, right? And so that is a dope reframe in itself, right? Like, because I know as a speaker, me being the best I can be at that, me being a pro and showing up and doing the work and practicing my craft and running, running, running. You're not doing it for you. You're doing it for them. It is going to be selfishly. I fucking love it because it's my purpose, right? (laughs) But but I also know like me being the best version of that, me standing and stepping in my truth and my purpose is going to it is it is going to impact all the people that are witness to me mm-hmm. living my purpose. Uh, Does that make sense? I love that reframe so That's much. That's a Jade Simmons. It is. That was a life changer for me. She's one of my faves, man. She's she's the real deal. She's a pianist um, who was like, why can't I take Beethoven and smash it up with hip hop? Like, why can't oh, I, I love take that this- already? She's so dope. You got to Google her. She's Give me um, any rap music that includes strings. And I'm so, I'm so- dope. <laughs> she brings pianos on stage and um, she's a, she's a performer. She's like been p- playing piano since she was like, I don't know, eight. Um, but she blends all this stuff and then brings people on stage and like people that have never played an instrument in their life are on stage playing instruments. It's really cool. Motivational, inspirational. That's, she's so- all right. I'm, I'm looking her up right after but this. Anyway, yeah, awesome. She's all about her your purpose. Like, what is your 
purpose. Well, it's what happens to other people when you live your purpose, right? Because everybody's going to witness that magic and then wake that up in, in themselves. Remember, we are water. What you say, what you see. So when we see someone else stepping in their purpose, when we see someone like lighting up a room Mm -hmm. and giving energy instead of taking energy, man, it makes you want to be a better person. When I see someone be kind of, I got to be stopping such an ass. When I see someone being like, really sweet to their husband, I'm like, I got to stop being such an asshole to my husband. I got to be nice. You know what I mean? I got to be kinder, patient. Yes. And right. So good days and bad days, no toxic positivity here, but you are not it. Like if you're ever even going through like the shit, you're in the trenches, right? You're dealing with loss, death, disruption, feel it, but you aren't it. Like I liken it to the flu. Like you get the flu, you, you have the flu, but you aren't the flu, right? You may have fear, but you aren't fear. You may have uh, anxiety, but you aren't anxiety itself. You may have depression. I love that reframe. And I've already heard it even like, I'm, yeah. Who was I talking to? I think it was, so I interviewed Keisha get bet free, like I think a week ago, and her oh, and I cool. talked about this a little bit. And it was the you're like, don't say I'm a perfectionist, say I have perfectionist tendencies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was, like was you're separating yourself it. from it. Yeah, like, I am not it. otherwise I am feeling you it. Yeah, yeah, it is a treat, but it is not you. Yes, I love that. It's a temporary state of being. It is okay. I am in some anxiety right now. I got a dentist appointment next week, girl. I got to get a tooth pulled. My first ever extraction. Mm-hmm. I'm such a baby. Okay, great. I am not fear itself. I'm a, I'm in some anxiety right now, but mm-hmm. this is a temporary state of being. I it's am your not body in- just prepping you. It's your body prepping you to go do some badass. You're going to have to go be a badass. Same thing when you go step on stage. Great. Your body's just getting ready to do something extraordinary. Maybe it's before a a chemo treatment, a big stage, a a doctor's appointment, a date, an interview. Like your body's not even that feeling that you get before, like when you work out. Like it's like kind of the same, right? It's your body prepping you. Yep. No, I love that. To do something extraordinary. Yes. Going back to the slam poetry. Yeah. Because I think that's such a great, it's such a phenomenal example. So this podcast is all about like breaking out of the expectations of others Love and it. leaning into your authenticity, which is 100% what you've been doing with the slam poetry and Hala and bringing in all this stuff that really is like you and likely involved breaking out of some expectations of like society and other people and, and all that fun stuff. So obviously it has helped in like we've talked a little bit about how it's helped how has it helped in unexpected ways like what areas of your life has that improved that you didn't expect to improve along with it oh man um what a beautiful question well i think i feel like i've always been a pretty confident person because i've been hyping myself up from a really young age and again confidence is really, truly something you can build. Like you're not necessarily born with it. Like I just have a high tolerance for pain, like pain being failure, fear, looking stupid. Like I learned so much of that in the improv theater that I just move faster and I'm less perfect because I know the reps are the game. Right. So that has built my confidence because I have proof that I can do hard things and live to talk about it. So I've always been pretty confident. I think poetry is healing it's this beautiful mix between it's pouring rocket fuel on my confidence because I am finally for the first time ever more obsessed with my own opinion than the opinion of other people. Oh, I love that. And when you can get to that place, you have made it. Like, I feel like I can say I've made it because I don't care. I am so in joy. I am so in love. And I'm trying to bring to my own poetic voice the the work of a light worker. I think there are so many dark work, dark things in the world, dark conversations um, that I want to I just want to be like that positive poetic voice in an edgy, different way. And so it's it's been fun for me to play with that. So I think that the answer to your question is number one, it's poured rocket fuel on my confidence in, in that way that I, I care more now about my own opinion than the opinion of others. But I also think it's um, it's making me a better and more confident per- performer. And I feel like I've, I've always, cause now I'm actually the, the shift I've made is I now confidently say, I'm like, I'm an artist. Like I'm yeah. an artist. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. Because you were already a speaker, but yeah. I think this is just like it's this that next, the next level. level, and it does. I I don't think a lot of people necessarily like 
associate a keynote speaker with being art, but yeah. it so is when it really, especially when you bring all of you and when your you're doing it different. To it, that is a form of creativity and art. Yes. Yeah. And and that has been such a kind of goes back to confidence. So the way I get on sales calls, the way I pitch, because I'm so clear and my my focus is so honed that I know who I'm for. I know who I'm not for. I know what I want to be. I know who I don't want to be. I know where I want to speak. I know where I don't want to speak. I know the people I want to vibe with. I know the people I don't want to vibe with. I know the rooms I need to be in. So this is the beauty of clarity and really honing your focus and getting clear because it makes making decisions so much easier because you know who yeah. you are and where you want to go. So the confidence I've always been confident, but I think now it's like next level confidence, like big girl yeah. confidence. Like, I don't care because people are going to hate. People were hating when I was playing it safe, girl. When I was corporate Barbie in the mm-hmm. box doing my little safe thing, people were hating. So if people are already talking, let's go give them something to talk about, Bonnie. Ray, yeah. Thank you very much. Like, let's yes. go give them something to talk about. Like, that's yeah. the vibe I'm in right now. And honestly, getting haters goes very similar to like, if you aren't having some imposter syndrome or some yeah. kind of fear show up, you're not going yeah. big enough. If you don't have haters, you're probably you're not, not playing your enough. truth enough. You're hiding. You're hiding. Yeah. Or you're not yeah. breathing oxygen because it's just going to happen. You could do anything. <laughs> and people like these yeah, days. Yeah, you can do everything, quote unquote, right? Yeah. And still tick someone off. So, you know what? Just do you. Just do you. Do you. Yeah. People are already talking. People and already don't like you. People are already judging you. People are yeah. already making fun of you. So, like, let's go. Let's just go. No, I did a whole podcast episode on it already where it's like, allow the haters because that's going to say, show you very quickly, like who's not for you. And it's going to create the space for the people who are for you. To yes. Come in. Yes. Let's go. Yeah. So agree. Okay. So I kind of got ahead of myself a little bit with, so the final question that everyone gets is what's the one thing that's contributed most to breaking free of expectations of others and leaning more into your authenticity. But I feel like we've covered that a ton with the trusting my gut and everything we've talked about. So I'm going to go right into the other final question which is this podcast is also all about like showing sides of your humanness, like breaking out of the expectations and parts of you that people may or may not actually see. Like they don't see it on the Instagram feed all the time. So what is something about you that fits that? <laughs> which I love what you wrote on your things, by the way, but I, I want to might- see Oh, well, the Snoop, Snoop, the Snoop Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know like almost every Snoop Dogg lyric uh, from like definitely the Doggy Style album for sure. Like, oh, yeah, that's like my little secret thing. Um, the thing that people so I love this, like when I'm ever asked the question, like, what is the thing like people would be shocked to know about you or whatever? That's I think, probably a better way to word what I'm Yeah, no, it's yeah. really good. Um, yo, that I am. I feel like this is why I was qualified to write my book, but I am the biggest Brady cat you will ever meet on the planet. Mm -hmm. I have such deep, and I think this is also kind of a beautiful answer to your question about poetry. And I was going to say this, but I'm like, I'm already been talking too long, but poetry is allowing me to heal so many Mm. of the things from like little lowercase Judy's life that have held me back as an uppercase Judy, right? I don't know why I'm talking about the alphabet in that way, but like lowercase I don't know, G. but I kind of like it. Like, so, it's a vibe. so when I was a little yeah. lowercase G, um, <laughs> I had all these little traumas that I wasn't, you know, we all go through stuff, right? Yeah. And have wounds, but I'm able to like get it out in poetry, which feels a lot more Mm. beautiful and less victim based. It feels more like I'm going to take my pain and write it out and turn it into power. And there's these shirts uh, at the Poetry Slam I go to that say um, shout out ghost poetry. They say poetry is cheaper than therapy because Mm. I'm able to write about so much of the trauma. So I think um, to like answer the question and come back to the original, like that thing you wouldn't know about me, because I think we all have a, a, a story, but I, I am the biggest Frady cat and, and I have certainly have fear and anxiety. I struggle with anxiety on a, on, on the daily pun intended and <laughs> um, work really hard to manage that naturally through my mind and, you know, obviously poetry and things like that. Uh, but I also feel like it makes me qualified to write a, a book like fear is my homeboy because I'm walking through it. Like I'm doing things despite yeah. my fear every single day and I'm choosing courage over comfort and I'm choosing to do the brave thing versus the hard thing. And I think the final thing to say to you here, and this is something I write about in home boy is that you know there's really two choices you can you can um you can make the easy choice but it's going to equal a hard life right but the hard mm-hmm. choice is going to really sum up to an easier life like yeah. hard choices easy life right so choose your hard choose the hard and then the easy choice is like 
ghosting priorities, hitting the drive through, skipping the gym. Like these are easy choices to make, not having the conversation. Yeah, but they do make your life harder down the road. Make your life harder, babe. So you might as well do the hard thing. Which the underrated conversation here is always discipline. And I think that is what separates the great from those who are barely getting by. Like there is a discipline conversation here. And those of us who are in the game, right. And it's not motivation. You didn't say motivation. motivation. This is discipline. This is showing up. This is like remembering that pressure makes diamonds and pressure is a good thing. Like we think we need to avoid pain, but pain is the game, baby. No. And And a lot of times it's a blessing, right? Like if you hadn't had all of, like you said, like the the fear and the anxiety, if you hadn't had that, yeah, would you have the life that you do now? Would you no, be creating, not. like helping people and serving the way you are? I feel like a lot of times we're given these problems or these struggles or these difficulties so that we can make it through to the other side and help others. Oh, yeah. And it's the, the reframe is like, are you a victim to it? Or are you going to rise up and be a badass? Because I, yeah. can't, I can't deal with the victims. And listen, we're all going to have stuff happen. And I have... I have people around me that have stories. I have a few people in speaker school, their stories, I mean, brought me to my knees, the things they've been through. And I'm like, and they're the brightest lights you've ever seen. They have stories that need to be on stages. It's unbelievable. And they have turned their pain into power. And I think that is a choice and that takes Mm -hmm. work and they, that took time to get there. But no, we, we have a choice here and the victim laziness and victim mentality are like my two triggers. Like that. Mm -hmm. I will not tolerate it. Doesn't mean you can't feel your pain for a while. I have had my moment. 100% feel your pain. I'm going to lay in bed. I'm going to lay in bed for a little while, but then I got to get out of bed. I got to get moving. Right. And I've got to figure out how to turn this into where I'm going next. But um, you got to feel your shit. There's no toxic positivity here. But man, like you cannot stay there. You got to move, babe. Yeah, got to move. I love that so much. Judy, thank you so much. I feel like. Thank you. Gosh, I don't even know. Like this is going to be one of those conversations where as I go back and edit it, I'm blown away all over again (laughs) with how many gold nuggets there are in here. So thank thank you you so much. It was truly an honor to have you on. Yeah, you're the best. Dr. Daly. Fun to be here. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. High five for taking some time out of your day for yourself to listen to this episode. It is my hope that it makes you feel more seen and heard and understood because we are all human and being human is messy and imperfect and beautiful and you are beautiful. So if this resonated, it would mean the world to me if you shared it on social along with your biggest takeaway and then tag me at moveonthedaily and human.onthedaily. Thank you so much and see you next time.